Hi, and welcome to episode 271 of No Crying in Baseball, the And to All a Good Night episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, if, if I had more power, I would have called it the Christmas Sonica episode. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm really ticked that you are usurping the fact that we are <laughs> recording on freaking Christmas, which yeah. is my holiday, and you're making it all about Hanukkah. Well, it is also the eighth night, so we can but, share. But, no, but we already we already celebrated Hanukkah once on the show. I mean, that's true, really. And like you're uh, you're well, although you did bring me a cocktail, right? Right. And and as Adam Sandler said, you know, you get one day for presents, we get eight crazy nights, which is why I, you know, the fact that you are <laughs> like, you know, harshing my groove on my one day. <laughs> right. When you had seven other days besides right. today, I'm a, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, we'll share. We'll share. See if that, that's, I, I don't want to share. I, I want Christmas. Right. Too bad. Too bad. We've, yeah, got, I know. we've got more. I'm losing this one. I'm losing this one. All right. But this drink. This drink is good. And you know what I'm sad about? So last week. I'm sad about hearing that damn song again. Yeah, it's it's going to happen more. <laughs> I know. Last week um, when we talked about our Royals boyfriends and I, I chose Vinny Pasquant- Pasquantino. I have since been paying more attention to him on social media and not close enough, though, because he had a drink tasting on his live Instagram and I missed it. So I have no idea what kind of drinks he tasted. It was not saved for posterity. And I just need to pay closer attention to Vinny's Instagram. I'm going to propose that when Sean Doolittle retires, Uh, that we move Vinny Pasquantino into the patron saint. Um, (laughs) You know, that kind of we we, we give him that kind of a that kind of a title. Super because fun. so far, um, you know, in, in two weeks of paying attention to me, he's not steered us wrong yet. And there have been people who have lasted far fewer days than that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Damn it. Yep. All right. So how are things going, though? Hey, how, you've had like Christmas celebrations. So you've had more than one day of Christmas. You've been doing Christmas stuff. Well, we did Christmas observed. But the fact that we had to drive like <laughs> 10 and a half hours in, you know, snowstorm and, oh and scary things kind of undid some of that. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the vodka bar later. If you live in Cincinnati, <laughs> go to the vodka bar. Highly recommended. But um, Christmas morning, this morning, I got to say my favorite present was from Junior Potty Mouth, uh, who course. found a book that I believe is out of print, so he had to work really hard wow. for it, and it's called Foul Ball, Five Years in the American League by Allison Gordon. Allison Gordon was a Canadian journalist who um, covered the Blue Jays starting in 19, uh, 17, uh, 1979, which made her the first woman covering the American League. Wow. At all, and she was also the first woman, um, the first uh, woman journalist who was allowed in the locker room. Wow! And I cannot wait to read this book. I am so excited. Please report back to the class. I will for sure. We'll be sitting here waiting. So I guess back to Hanukkah. See, <laughs> See how this goes. But this is baseball related. Baseball related. So the past couple of days, I made lockies yesterday. Like wait, I you made, made them? them. I made them. Like so from scratch. Mr. Potty Mouth made them day one, which you guys got. Right. And usually our technique is you make enough to last all eight That's nights. That's what I expected. It but did no. not happen. We ran out of lockies early. This might have had to do with the kid being here. And no, because the kid wasn't eating. Lockies. I mean, you, you sent like six home with me last week, but yeah. I can't imagine that was enough to really make up the slack. No, no. No, we just, I think we just were eating a lot of luckies. And so I had to make them last night because we had run out. And also the family tradition is thou shalt eat luckies on every day of Hanukkah. So I made them and I was jamming to the Hanukkah celebration. I just said, hey, Siri, play Hanukkah music. And it was really amusing. I suggest that you all do it. But of course, it was including the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. And uh, for those of you who have not heard it for the past eight nights, there's a line in it that says, O.J. Simpson... Not a Jew, but guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew? He inver- converted. And or inverted. I said, inverted. Right? He's an inverted Jew. So, and I said at that moment, I think, I mean, even though I clearly haven't been paying enough attention to the Hanukkah song, I thought, I don't think Rod Carew is Jewish. So I looked it up, and it turns out that Adam Sandler got this wrong, and he's been fact-checked. I mean, I'm not the first one to do this. There's, this is an old song, and so he's, this has happened, come up time and time again. But I did not realize that Rod Carew, not only his first wife was Jewish, and they raised their kids Jewish together, and he said that he embraced Judaism and came very close to converting, but never actually did. So and he um, he wore a chai around his neck, which is the Jewish symbol for life, two letters, um, while he was playing baseball. 
So there was definitely the impression that he had converted to Judaism, but he did not. So I did just download from our local library the 20, his 2020 memoir, One Tough Out, Fighting Life's Curveballs, where he not only talks about his baseball experience, but his views on religion. So I'm looking forward to reading that over vacation. We're going to have a little book club going. Yeah. I love us. Fun. That's great. On today's show, Home for a Shortstop, featuring Carlos Correa. Other hot stove boyfriend moves. We've got the police blotter and a possible return of a Trevor Bauer rant. We've got boyfriends on the Tigers and the Reds this week. We've got international baseball and a woman cracks the Brockton Rocks. Cheers. All right, so this is uh, definitely one of those things that I, I know it's going to, some news is going to come out before this episode drops. We're recording. It's going to be tomorrow because we're on Christmas. It is. It's going to be tomorrow. It is. People are taking Christmas off, clearly, to sort out this whole Carlos Correa thing. We didn't pay much time to it, or we didn't spend much time on this last week when a lot of other Apparently, podcasts were talking about the deal that he had with the Giants. And at the last week, we announced the 13 years, $350 million deal that he had with the Giants. And then I am so sorry, you know, Giants fans. It was like a just kidding. And it, and it was like, I know other ballparks have this, but at O's, they have those scrambled crabs. Like there's the three crabs on the Jumbotron screen or whatever, the, the big screen. The video screen, the or we're going to get in trouble. Yes, Jumbotron trademark. The the video screen, and there's the three crabs, and they each have a baseball, and you're, or one has a baseball. That's the whole point, right? One of the crabs has a baseball, and they all scramble around, and then the crowd guesses which crab has the baseball, right? You and, may know this is the cup game if you, you know, yeah. ever, like, are on the streets with, you know, kind of scammers. So I kind of feel like that's what's happening with Carlos Correa. It's like, where did he go? Like, first he was with the Giants, and then he's with the Mets, and by the time this podcast Drops, who knows? The the Mets just sort of creeped in when the Giants balked at a issue of his physical. Something came out during his physical. With yeah, with the Giants. With the right? Giants. So then the Mets offered him $315 million for 12 years, and now they are backing off because of concerns about the physical. Of course, his agent is Scott Boris, one of my favorite guys who said that there is no medical issue with Carlos. It had to be something they felt was historical. Historical. So it was like an event, something major in history with Carlos Correa. You could go all the way back to 2014 when he was in the minors and had arthroscopic surgery on a right leg fracture. Because since then, it's just been your basic random shit. They're looking at... Uh, back and ankle issues that he had in Houston, but his percentage of time playing is actually comparatively pretty high. So I don't know what deep, dark uh, secret is in Carlos Correa's medical closet, but it means that he's going to have some different deal by the time you hear this podcast than what we know about right now. So, yeah, so a couple of things. Um, one is, yes, the, the last time he had anything happen to his right leg was, you know, in the minor leagues. I thought it was 2017, but okay. And But he's never been on the injured list in the major leagues for anything wow. to do with his right leg. Yeah. So, so you, who knows? So, historical, I don't think that word means what he thinks it means, but still, yeah. yeah so, but it also could be um, a ploy. Well, I, I was thinking it might be a ploy with the Giants. Like, we have to, We this is a mistake. We have to get mm -hmm. rid of him. Let's just say it's that. But now that the Mets are saying something as well. So the Mets didn't just creep in. Scott Boris got the Twins on the phone and said, hey, you know that deal? And he got, yeah. he got Steve Cohen on the phone, like, all overnight. I think Steve Who's Cohen was, like, in Hawaii money. or something. Yeah. And, and worked all night. And at 3 in the morning there was this new deal with the Mets. So the West Coast people were still awake and the Mets fans were asleep. So the West Coast was pissed and the, the East Coast was asleep until then, you know, things got excited. Now for us, me personally and Junior Potty Mouth, we were driving to and from Ohio the past couple of days. So we, of course, loaded up a bunch of um, a, a other friendly uh, podcasts that we enjoy listening to. So on the way to Ohio, we had multiple podcasts dissecting the uh, the Correa's deal with the Giants and what it means and what the, what the money means and what it means for the Giants. And on the way back, we listened to those same podcasts with their new episodes, sort of saying, Oops. oh, <laughs> well, okay, here's what actually happened now, and here's what That's this awesome. means. And so we had it, like, coming and going, and I was quite yeah. amused by that. My prediction is it's totally going to be a Met because Steve Cohen's going to make something happen. I'm right. guessing it's going to be um, fewer years. 
So interesting. That's what our friend Susie said from, Susie's from Urban smart. Baseball. Yeah, and I forget. I think she said, and maybe I could officially put it on the air if I remembered anything. I think she she had it way down, like five or something like I think, that. I think five is pretty safe, actually. See, I, this is why I think that the Giants were really having like buyer's remorse because they yeah. could have spent a little bit of time saying, okay, given what we have learned, I'm making air quotes for those right. of you who can't see me because only potty mouth can see me, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can renegotiate mm-hmm. this deal, but they didn't. They just moved right on to, okay, you're yeah. out. Yep. And I just want to I think it, it, it's got to be 14, not just because I take impeccable notes, but um, 17 was when they won the World Series, when the Astros won the World Series. Oh, you are so Carlos right. With Carlos Correa You are so right. Team. You are so I've been drinking, this is my fourth adult beverage <laughs> today because I, mean, I might have mentioned it's, it's that very holy holiday of Christmas. So mm-hmm. adult beverages have been flowing since 2 p.m., since 2 p.m. Um, yeah, so when we arrived in Ohio, our whole thing was, who are we going to see that's going to care about this like we do? Because we need to talk about it, <laughs> not just with each other. So yeah. we sort of forced it on some family members. Like, that's hey, good. you live in the state of New York. You might care about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, had, we had a little bit going on there. Um, a couple of bo- other boyfriends of mine moved around. Uh, Matt Carpenter is a padre for a year for $12 million, which also means the return of facial hair, yes. and not just the crazy mustache, but he can go crazy again. Such an impress- in, in, improvement. Improvement, that's the word. I'm hoping his, his bat stays in because, boy, that he had that amazing turnaround this year. Yes. So let's hope he keeps it going with the Padres. Also, um, Michael Brantley is, has the same deal with the Astros. He's staying with the Astros. Um, but, you know, they, re- they signed him for uh, one more year for $12 million also. And I like him a whole bunch. He was out a lot this past season. So I'm hoping this means he's healthy and ready to play again. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. That's true. The Astros did okay without him. So let's see what they can do with him in there. Um, speaking of former boyfriends, I had uh, Lourdes Gurriel as my 2019 boyfriend from Toronto, the Blue Jays, and he is being sent to a warmer climate, plus a rookie catcher, Gabriel Moreno, they're going to the D-backs, in exchange for Dalton Varsho, who I know I checked out last year and I, did, I purposely didn't pick him, so I need to go back and see why he didn't make the final cut for a boyfriend stuff. Um, but the the Instagram pics from each team showing the expression, like the new guy in the new seat. So the the rookie, Gabriel Moreno, looks super happy to be there. They're, they have an old picture of Varsho just, you know, looking happy in his D-backs uniform. Baby Pina not looking so happy. And I think he just has the buddies. Like, I think the climate is going to be good for him. It's the mm. friendships that he had in Toronto. I it's mean, the friends he, we make along the way. Yeah, him and Vladiel, and Vladiel, <laughs> Vladimir. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I mean the gin and tonic is really rearing its ugly <laughs> right? little head, isn't it? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Maybe you needed a few more lashes. <laughs> kind of so. to build a base, I think, right. for the they go gin together. And they, do, they definitely yeah. go together. All right. It did make sense for the Blue Jays. This is Baby Pina's last year before free agent. So that's what happens when you have a player who's doing pretty well and you think you can get something for him. He's got one more year, so they trade him. But the the catcher trade is interesting because he's a super hot young prospect. He only had 69 at-bats last year in the majors with 319 average, but lots of really impressive minor league stuff behind him as well. But Toronto has couchers. They have Alejandra Kirk, who is going to be like yeah. stable almost every day, and Danny Jansen behind them. So they had a really good piece to move. I'm not sure, I don't know, if, if they got in return uh, really comparable with Dalton Varsho. Varsho has amazing sexy defense. Uh, he had a 989 outfielding average in two, 2022 and played a couple of the outfield positions lefty power hitter 27 home runs with 74 rbi but he is not a hitter for average his average was 235. he is versatile he was actually um a catcher first in the minor leagues which seems like a really weird switch for me from catcher to outfield where you're like running all over the place but apparently he he made the switch pretty well but he did have 18 starts as catcher last week so he's got that versatility i guess he's young enough to be able to still run I don't know. It looks, I guess the D-backs can use a little bit of help, make things a little bit more interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, their, their Q-Har has definitely increased, increased exponentially as quality hair above replacement with baby Pina there. Like, he's worth watching just for the hair. In other boyfriend news close to home, 
Jeter Downs was my Red Sox baseball boyfriend in 2021, which was way too early because he didn't come up until last year, until 2022. But now I'm going to be able to see him up close and personal at the Nationals. Now, I'm going to talk about injuries in a very near future, but I have a broken toe, which has been the focus of my week. And I went to a appointment at an orthopedist just a couple days ago and the orthopedist came in wearing a national shirt it was like one of it was a spiffy shirt like sort of like a polo little little zip up long sleeve light light shirt and of course on my way out I said something like and it was crappy weather it was on Friday and I said like oh we can look forward to baseball season and then what does somebody do in a national who's a wearing a national shirt to start you know talking about baseball <laughs> so we talked about the whole team the outlook for the Nationals, he's a little bit skeptical. We talked about the need for an owner. He didn't offer to buy them. But he did say, actually, this was pretty funny, the learners who are the, the owners of the Nats, he did sort of refer to them as being, I guess, cheap would be the, the right adjective because they own the building where the doctor's office was. Oh, no. And the building was fucking falling apart. And he's like, they do nothing for the upkeep of this building, just like they do nothing for the upkeep of the Nationals. Wow. And we need another owner, yeah. So that's interesting because a while back when we talked about the learners beginning to talk about selling the Nationals, mm -hmm. it was because their wealth is because of commercial real estate. Mm. Say, you know, buildings <laughs> where orthopedists have uh, their yeah. offices, and that, yeah. that kind of fell apart during the pandemic. Right. And so that kind of changed their fortunes a little bit. So those poor baseball owners probably can't afford to fix up that building where the yeah. doctor's office is. And I can say the doctor was very nice. The building was definitely in need of some serious repair. So I don't know. He's skeptical of D Jeter Downs, though, and he had the numbers right there. He was like, he's batting under 200, both, you know, and, and with the Red Sox and in the minor leagues. And I backed him up on that. But I also said that his first home run was at Yankee Stadium. And I saw it. And so I kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for Jeter sure. Downs. You sure. Know? So I'm hoping. You don't know. He, he, I mean, before last year, he just had a bad year across the boards last year. Before then, he was doing really well. I'm hoping hoping that it comes together for the Nationals. That would be, yeah, it, it, yes, so much, so much. Hey, so um, my former boyfriend, you may have heard of this guy, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Can you explain to me how the Yankees work the whole captain situation? I, it's because Any team is like that. It's bizarre. I don't understand. The Red they, Sox have the same thing. They don't have captains unless they want to have a captain. Right. So the big news this past week was Aaron Judge was named the captain of the Yankees, and it's the first captain they have appointed since... Derek Jeter, speaking of Jeters, um, who was there from 2003 to, to 2014. Prior to Jeter, it was Don Mattingly in the early 90s, 91 and 95. So nobody from 95 to 2003, nobody from 2014 until now. So I don't know how that okay. works, but but God bless him. He's a darn yeah. captain, and apparently that was one of the things they threw in to the contract to sweeten oh, the deal wow. as if he wasn't going right. to stay a Yankee anyhow, which we all knew he was. So... Um, Fun fact, Aaron Judge could afford to fix that building where your orthopedist <laughs> is. Uh, because uh, I was, you know, doing some research. Um, I, was, I was trying to figure out what the hell, like how they just, what the captain thing means yeah. to the Yankees. And somehow I ran across an article in GQ about wristwatches. You can see how Connected. that follows. Connected. But it was, in fact, an Aaron Judge piece because they were talking about the shiny new Rolex he wore to his press conference to you know, talk about you know, accepting this deal to be a Yankee for life and becoming the captain. Yeah. And um, they didn't say what the value of the Rolex was, but they did say now we know what he did with you know the, probably the first expenditure out of this shiny new contract. Oh, Let boy. me tell you briefly about this Rolex. It's a Daytona Eye of the Tiger. It's called Eye of the Tiger because it has 279 diamonds, which make a tiger stripe wow. pattern. 279 diamonds on the wristwatch because 200 wouldn't be enough rising up right to the top right and then yes yes um, wow so aaron judge has a has a very fancy rolex i don't know if it's his first one but it's definitely um it timed it's timed for, <laughs> for the big announcement so there we go All um right. and i i now know way more about 
wristwatches and how there's this like weird subculture of people who pay attention to fancy wristwatches and I'm a little disturbed but go you have a great time with that all right that I have no clue about yeah the captain thing I'm, I'm pretty sure that Jason Veritek was the last one for the Red Sox and and they were talking about Xander Bogarts and the, that's another you know just sad he would have been captain had he done the same had the Red Sox fucking done the same thing that the Yankees did and put up some fucking money but anyway ahem, on a happier note um, you now have one boyfriend worth to finish your gin and tonica so that we can open the beer when I stop talking. We're going to talk about Wait, face- wait. The wait. idea that you're going to stop talking ever is <laughs> right? cracking me up. <laughs> that right. doesn't happen. It's, have you met you? I will take I will take a Well, if you open the beer, I'll stop talking. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll take a breath after this boyfriend. <laughs> We're going to talk about our baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that we pick in the offseason because there's something cool about them. Uh, hopefully on the field, but definitely off the field. We go through all the teams, one guy per team. We started at the bottom, and we are working our way up. And it's nice to see the Tigers just a little bit up for you Tigers fans out there. Uh, I, I do have a theme this week because of aforementioned broken toe. So I broke my toe a week ago today. And, and I know y'all are thinking, oh, a broken toe. It's You just tape it, whatever. It's my big toe. So my friend who's a doctor suggested that I talk to people about, say that it's my broken foot because it's a major. So it's we like, don't brush you off right, and we understand exactly. the severity of the whole situation. Yes, this, it's actually load bearing and important for balance it, and it stuff. Is, yep. It is. It is. Have I been responsible? Mostly. Mostly. I didn't go to urgent care until two, two days after the break. But, but how are you medicating? Um, gin and tonicas. <laughs> Yes, it's working out very well. Um, so that's my theme this week is if I'm going to be injured, they are too. <laughs> and... Ow! Gin and out my nose. I'm so sorry. Oh, it doesn't feel good. Also, there just happens to be the fact that their first round draft picks out of high school, which is not something that we normally condone because we do appreciate the higher education. But in this case, I think they're both smart guys, and I'm hoping that they get their shit together and go back someday. We're going to start with the American League. Whew, as soon as we cool down a little bit. Riley Green, center fielder with the Tigers, a youngin, just 22 years old. He was the first round draft pick in 2019, fifth overall. So this is one of those, you know, guys that's that's had a spotlight on since the beginning that was one of those you know if you're a low level team and you get a high round pick you're going to pick this guy who's going to do good things in the future and the future is now and the future is this year so i'm hoping that riley green explodes on the field this year he comes from florida haggerty high school in florida in 2018 so this is before he was drafted when he was in high school he started all nine games for USA Baseball's 18 and under national team at the Copabe under 18 and under Pan American Championships, where the United States got a gold medal. Thanks, I think, a great deal to Riley's efforts because his slash line was 424, 548, 848, leading the team with three home runs and 20. RBI, and this is in nine games. The cool part about this is, especially well in, the, in this sort of the Patty um, way of judging things, he was in honors U.S. history at the time, so that's a good sign. And his history teacher remembers him asking what he could do before, during, and after the tournament in order to stay on track in his honors history class. And the teacher said, most kids would just say, I can't be there. But this kid was willing to do his homework ahead of time while he was in Panama playing baseball and afterwards. He was also a great basketball and football player in high school, but baseball was the way to be. And actually, the same history teacher was also the yeah. assistant football coach, as many That I was me spilling beer. No that, problem. That's quite all right. Nothing oh, to see here. On, on the game, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. We can call for tech support. Um, so the, the history teacher is the one who is also the football coach who would have taken him on the football team had he had the opportunity. His dad used to play at Florida Institute of Technology and now runs a business coaching batting. And so the kid basically grew up in a, um, one of those coaching center things, you know, training institute, what it, his, his dad runs. And he taught Riley his, his swing. At age 14, he was offered a full ride at University of Florida. So he could have gone to school, 
but he was picked in the first round of the draft. Yeah, that seems like a, yeah. a no-brainer right so, there. So it's kind of like, you know, what was it? Was it because he was in the first round, fifth pick? Was it because he was $6.18 million? But what he said, sort of wise for his young years, he said it's not really about money, which is easy to say when you're getting the money, but still, still. <laughs> it's about exceeding in baseball and succeeding at the highest level. It's about winning, sure, but it's also about friendships. It's about teammates. I want to create friendships that's really big with me. And he has a huge work ethic that his dad talked about. And his dad actually joked about being nervous about um, being called by Child Protective Services because the kid was out at the training center at 9 p.m. at a young age on a school night. But he studies. He's, stud he's not just practicing. He's studying the game. He knows the strike zone. He's studying pitchers. He's studying umpires. In his first pro game in 2019 with the Gulf Coast League Blue Jays, he had two home runs. He went four for five with five RBI. This is his, so he gets drafted, gets put on the Gulf Coast, plays a game, goes four for five, five RBI. His first pitch that he sees on the game, hit. First pitch. Next at bat, first pitch, double. Next at bat, he grounds out. So he had to take a little breather there. Next at bat, first pitch, home run and then the other home run that he got in the game was on a 2-1 count but still like as your debut game that's absolutely amazing in 2020 he was at the alt training site and in 21 he did get a non-roster spring training invite and was in the futures game he could and here's where my theme comes in he could have made opening day last year but in spring training late spring training he fractured his foot he fouled. Wait, like you? Uh, yeah. How about that? So that's the story that I need to say that I fouled a pitch off my foot. That's totally what I need to say. In the, late it's, December. It's way better than falling down the stairs at the store. That was really bad. But besides that, oh. okay, we're going to go with foul the pitch. It was a Garrett Cole pitch off his foot. But he fouled the pitch. So this is during spring, late spring training. He fouls the pitch off his foot. What does he do? The next pitch, he stays in the box, right? So he just fractured his foot. He stays in the box. He hits a triple, a triple. Well, you have to run those out. That, exactly. He ran it out. And then he gets pulled off the field because I think he was looking kind of funny <laughs> when so he, he was standing there on third base. He ran it out, then walked it off. Right. It's yeah. kind of like how after I fell down the stairs at the store downtown, I walked home a mile because we were downtown without a car. So I had to walk home. And I thought, ah, my foot hurts. And you know, I, I, live, I live close to where the injury <laughs> know, happened, I and I have a car available. It's what I should have done. It's totally what I should have done. Or you could have tripled, but, you know. I could have. I, at least I didn't triple. At least I didn't triple. In that spring training, however, he went 9 for 21 at bats, 429 average with two homers, three doubles, two triples, and four RBIs. So he finally came up at the end of June, not too shabby. What happens on his first pitch? Did you get a hit? He got a hit. And he went two for three with two walks and no strikeouts. That game, the Tigers beat the Rangers 14 to seven. And his like debut quote is, I was a little nervous once the game started, but I just kind of breathed and told myself to have fun. Having fun relieves all that pressure. I love that. I love to have fun. And I love having baseball boyfriends who like to have fun. So in, in 22, he only played 93 games, which means that he is still a rookie this year coming up. Oh, picking early, so are you? So I might pick him for rookie of the year. I think it's there a good pick. It's are, a solid pick. Yeah, that would be super That would be super fun. He might be playing in the World Baseball Classic. There are rumors about him playing for Team Puerto Rico. His mom is Puerto Rican. Oh. He was invited officially by Team Puerto Rico in August, and I couldn't find anything since then. I saw the invitation. I saw him receive the invitation. And I don't know what happened. So I'm just saying, please, please, please. And I will close on this quote from him where he said, you can never be perfect in baseball, but you can strive for it. You sure can. Oh, he's a good dude. Mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. We're going to take a, um, a commercial break because you said adorable, and that means we drink. Okay. Um, we, as you may have oh, heard, yes. we switched to a beer. Now we are now drinking um, from Willow Rock Brewery in Syracuse, the Iron Horse, um, mm. New England IPA. And the important thing about Iron Horse is, and I quote, Iron Horse is a beer with a cause. Every pint of Iron Horse helps donate to find a treatment and eventually a cure for ALS named after the disease's namesake, Lou Gehrig. 
So cheers. cheers. So I will happily donate <laughs> by drinking pints of Iron Horse. It's very tasty. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend theme is. I'm so glad you picked this guy. Sorry, sorry. I just saw it for the first time. I'm so excited. Go ahead. Now, I poured you a beer because you said you would actually stop talking if I poured you a beer. Oh, this is so cool. Go ahead. I'm listening. Now, I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) So my theme is high hopes that are then dashed to the earth, and then a possible rebound is happening. So this is my, um, you know, on Christmas Day, there's like, it's a hopeful sort of holiday. So I've got hope for turnarounds for these guys who are pretty damn good, except when they're not, which means my Tigers pick is Spencer Torkelson, 23 First base, third base, depending. Okay, now you're giddy about this. Tell me why you're giddy about this. Because they're buddies. They are friends, yeah. Yeah, they're buddies. We got buddies. They are friends. So Spencer is from Petaluma, California, which is near San Francisco, which means as he was growing up, Barry Bonds was his favorite player. He's got a framed Barry Bonds jersey Mm. on his wall, still up there. Put a pin in that. We're going to talk about Barry Bonds a little bit more later. He also, like your guy Riley, played baseball, football, and basketball in high school, but he was not drafted out of high school. Ah. And that struck him badly he was ticked and so as soon as the draft was over in 2017 which was when he would have been eligible from high school he and his uncle went out and he hit and he hit and he hit as hard as he could and he said i'm going to be a first round pick out of arizona state wow that's my goal he said i think getting undrafted (laughs) getting undrafted um out of high school was the best thing that could have happened to me. It made me work so much harder. It put everything in perspective for me. So he became, he went to Arizona State. And as a freshman, he hit 25 home runs, which was the best in the country. And remember Barry Bonds from like 10 seconds ago? (laughs) Barry Bonds went to Arizona State. Barry Bonds held the school record of um, home runs by a freshman of 11. Spencer Torkelson hit 25. Holy shit. 25. So he did, in fact, become the number one overall draft pick wow. in 2020 uh, by Detroit. And his signing bonus was $8,416,000 wow. in change, which was the highest, and I believe still is the highest signing bonus ever awarded in MLB draft history. The only two other um, draftees who were given over $8 million, Adley Rutschman and Garrett Cole. Wow, what a pair. That's interesting. Right? So he was the first college hitter ever to go from being undrafted out of high school to the first overall pick out of college ball since 1972. It doesn't happen. Wow. It doesn't happen. It was a hell of a turnaround. And you know how we get all these great stories about, you know, how you find out about this and how you find out Mm -hmm. about that. Um, And you always see video of, like, the families when they get the call. He said, they didn't call me before the pick, and that scared the living crap out of me. Yeah. Right? So he didn't know it was going to happen. He was, in fact, the Baseball America's number one prospect in 2020. Um, He debuted on the opening day roster um, this past season, 2022. uh, His first hit was until a few days later uh, where he doubled off of Rich Hill on the 12th and homered off of Austin Davis, also the Red Sox on the 13th. But he he, he had a little dive. Um, he slumped. He got set back down to AAA in July and didn't come back up until September. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. It was wow. long. It was long. So he's kind of turning it around again. Um, okay. They His home runs are super long. They're called torque bombs. Of course they are. Um, so... You know, he came in with these like this amazing pedigree, right? This yeah. you know, record-setting number one draft choice, and then kind of, kind of tanked mid-season. So I believe he's still got it in him, and the fact that he's got a French bulldog puppy named Coco doesn't hurt. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think Riley and Spencer in '21 were together in the minors or something. Like they were That's just likely. super yeah. buddies. So I just I was wondering. That's very very cool. All right, we're gonna go over to the National League now. Really. We're going to go to the Reds. I was just in Cincinnati. Uh, did you see red stuff? I didn't. <laughs> no? I didn't at all. No, pride. no. I, I saw a lot of Bengal stuff, though. They're, oh. no, they're, they're full on um, all season. about. Yeah, they, they do things in season. They don't talk about the sports when they're not in the season. But all the right. Bengal stuff was everywhere. Right. And, and actually, so also to do with the Reds, um, your 20 Giants boyfriend, Kirk Casale, was just signed to a one-year contract, but he had been with the Reds before, and I actually, I meant to, yeah, I did do have his his stuff here, because he bounced around, but he was with the Reds, and then went away, and is now coming back, and I think Reds folks should be happy about that, as they should be happy about Tyler Stevenson, catcher, 
26 years old, and I'm going to start You're off. You're front-loading catchers. Yeah, you look at me do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So I don't know, especially with Kurt Casale back there. I guess they're sharing. Um, I'm front-loading with his uh, charity work because that's what stood out to me first, that he's the kind of guy who is sort of the perfect baseball boyfriend charity situation where he wants to put his feet there. He wants to go there and do stuff. And I love that he's sort of following in the footsteps of Joey Votto, who is my original 2018 baseball boyfriend that from the Reds. only turn out well. Yeah. So I think that they're the sort of like a good pair. He keeps talking about Joey. He went to the Reds Youth Academy to donate backpacks. And he he's sponsored by New Balance. So he managed to get a shit ton of backpacks from New Balance that he turned around and donated to the kids at the Reds Youth Academy. And when he went there in person to donate the backpacks, he said, I know Joey comes up quite a bit, so I know it would be fun to come up here with him. So he like planning for the future, not just coming to drop off the backpacks, but gonna keep back coming back with his buddy, Joey. In June, Smack dab in the middle of the season, June 3rd, this past year, he hosted the first ever catcher's camp for kids ages 12 to 19 with a couple of coaches, including third base catching coach J.R. House at the Great American Ballpark. And like you always say, like if you do stuff in the house, in the ballpark, it means extra. So for the kids to go there and to have a one-day camp with the catcher in the ballpark must have been a super cool experience. After that, in September, he spent a day with doing supercar therapy with the Driven Project. And what they did, and actually Cincinnati Cops participated as well, the Driven Project has super fancy cars, and they give funky rides to kids who are battling serious illnesses. I sound like sports cars? Yeah. Like crazy, like, like, like you know, if I wanted to go for a ride in a Maserati? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll bring a bunch of cars. I kind of do. To the hospital. Take, well, you got to have a connection there. <laughs> take, some, take some kids out for a spin and, you know. I mean, I can drive. And Tyler Stevenson shows up. Yeah, he, he said that he was kind of They're happy that he got to, you know, get the ride, even though, you know, like while he was just there, that there were some pretty cool cars. So he also was drafted out of high school. He was a smart kid as well in high school, just like Riley Green, calling mm-hmm. pitches as a freshman catcher, which is not a common thing to do. Batting 415 as a senior, could have gone to Georgia Tech, but turned it down because he also got picked as a first round draft pick. But this time, back in 2015, he was 11th overall. And at that time, he was known for a vi- viral bat flip that I could not find because it was from 2015 and it was on Vine. And Vine does not exist anymore. That was like the first sort of like little mini video thing. Yeah, I think it lives with like MySpace and like the extra socks Ex- he yeah. in the dryer. <laughs> All those yeah. things are the same thing. And he said, next thing I know, I wake up in the morning and it's got a million views, this bat flip that he did as a high schooler. So I appreciate the bat flips, but he had, there. here comes the injury stuff, 2016-17 missed a ton of the season because of injuries and then understandably struggled coming back in 18, but bounced back in 2019 and then played in the Arizona Fall League that year and got the Darnell Stenson Sportsmanship Award for the player who best exemplifies unselfishness, hard work, and leadership. So I feel like that's another like baseball boyfriend thing. Like That's our kind of guy. He was at the alt site for 20, actually hadn't expected to actually get some time, but there were a shit ton of injuries and illnesses, COVID, in the Reds, and he got brought up in July. He came in to relieve Kurt Casale in the seventh, and he homered on a second pitch. It was in Atlanta, and he's from Atlanta. So he was 20 minutes from home. So this is 2020, right? 2020, 20 minutes from his home, and his parents couldn't come see oh, his debut. No. And we I, talked about this a lot last year. stories like, make me yeah. so sad. He said that his dad's office was within walking distance of the stadium. And, quote, it's very strange because I'm home, but I'm not home because we're not allowed to leave. So that oh, that's fucked a up 2020 right season for people to come up. Yeah, and 22 also plagued with injuries, only played 50 games, despite the fact that I think he was even on opening day because in April he had a concussion 
on collision with Luke Voigt. And this is oh. when Voigt was still with the Padres. Yeah, that would hurt. Mm-hmm. He was out for a while, came back, and then in June, he has a broken thumb from a foul tip off the bat of D-backs Jordan Luplow. Comes back again, and this is the worst one, a broken collarbone. Oh, God. So the third is he had a broken collarbone from a foul tip off of Paul Goldschmidt, your former boyfriend, in the game after the All-Star break. So he had surgery, and he was out the rest of the season. But the little bit of the season that he had, those 50 games, he averaged 319 with 854 OPS. So there's talk about maybe giving him a little bit more time at first base, but he's not interested. He wants to catch. My 21 Reds boyfriend, Kyle Farmer, said, and and, uh, sadly, Kyle Farmer is no longer going to be with the Reds. He was traded to the Twins in November. But he said he's going to be that guy who's going to be the quiet leader and lead by example. So I might not be so quiet, but Tyler (laughs) Stevenson, good guy, doing good things. I'm hoping that he stays injury-free this year, as I hope I do, too. Well, from here on out, at least. right. Right, yeah. Sure. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. The the sound we're hearing in the background, would that be a dreidel noise? Oh, it might be. Are we Is hearing that what's happening? So again, you're harshing my <laughs> Christmas groove with background noises caused by dreidels. Right. I, 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 you know, just wait till Easter, buddy. Yeah. Just wait till Easter. All right. Yep. I'm going to make you peeps live on air. <laughs> I don't think they're vegetarian. Well, they're also not loud, so it really has no effect <laughs> whatsoever. But it might get you to not talk over me. I'll have to, uh, give me give me a bowl full of jelly beans. Yeah. Okay. I'll be good. Okay. Yeah. There's awesome. very amused date dreidel playing upstairs. That's for sure. <laughs> oh lordy! Hey, so my Reds boyfriend. Um, also, big high hopes, great disappointment, but making a turnaround. Twenty oh. four um, year old shortstop Jose Israel Barrero. I need to roll those R's better. Barrero. Barrero. I can't. Why can't I not roll my R's? Practice. I can roll them, but then I can't do anything after that. If I roll them, everything stops. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Anyway, he's from Cuba, Havana, Cuba. Um, In 2015, he played in the 18U World Cup, which took place in Japan. The tournament was in Japan. Mm. Um, And he played with um, Louis Robert and Josh Naylor, uh, former boyfriends of of ours, for sure. He signed with Cincinnati as an international free agent in 2017 at the ripe old age of 19. We're used to seeing those at like 16 and 17. Yeah. He had a $5 million bonus, which is actually pretty big for those those signings for largely, you know, kids with the internet at the international free agent level. He was described as a Manny Machado type with less power. So, I'm, <laughs> so like super good shortstop third baseman quality and less bat, I guess. Okay. Um, but when he showed up to spring training in 2020, the Cincinnati press went crazy. This is our guy. Ah. This is our shortstop of the future. They hadn't had anybody in place for a while, and he was absolutely lighting up. Like the first, the first three days of spring training, he hit three home runs. Right, shortstop of the future. Um, and this was even more um, impressive because, in, like, after the 2019 minor league season, he went back to Cuba. Had a really? mosquito bite. Yeah, I, don't, I, I want more. I want more about that. I couldn't right. find I more. Can... I'm like, how did you do that? Right. And you know that's not that common. But he ended up with is it dengue fever? Yep. Um, from this mosquito bite, and that caused him to lose oh. twenty pounds. Yeah, that's serious. Shit. It's really serious stuff. He lost twenty pounds, Oof. which he didn't really have to lose. So he had to like recover oh and God. build that back. And by 2020 spring training. He was lighting it up, and they're looking wow. at him like, you're our guy. Look at you go. you freaking amazing. And he, he did debut at the end of the 2020 season, you know, but briefly. And then um, in 2021, he was mostly in the minor leagues. He came up a couple of times, a cup, cup of coffee here and there. But he played so well in 2021 that he was the Reds minor league player of the year. So he's the guy, right? He's ready. He's ready to jump in, take over that spot, be the guy. Um in the beginning of 2022, he has ruined my hamate rule. Or he's the exception that proves the rule. Did he break rule. it? He broke his hamate. He had hamate surgery in, um, in May of 2022. And um, didn't do well. Didn't do well. He tanked. Huh. He tanked. This is a serious exception. Everybody else we've talked about who's had hamate surgery has, like, Superpowers. So I think what's happening is his superpowers are just on a delay. Yeah, next year. So or winter league. 
as it oh. turns out. Okay, so at the end of the season, he came back up, right? And he started, like, the very, like, last couple of games. Like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that we remember from before all the bad stuff happened. He's looking good. But until then, it was like, oh, are, is he going to be the guy? Or are these two other guys that are prospects who are chomping huh. at the bit going to overtake him? Which is still an open question. But he went to play in the Puerto Rican Winter League for the Indio Stay Maya. Mayagüez. Yeah, we're going to be talking about them in a minute. Right? And all of a sudden, his bat woke up. Apparently, he did some work with his batting coach. He changed his approach. He changed, I don't know if it was his stance or, or, you know, how he's holding the bat or what's happening. But all of a sudden, he's hitting the ball again, including a grand slam last week. Nice. So this turnaround is starting to happen. So I think he may just have delayed handmade superpowers. just a, an interesting fun fact is um, Jose Bar- Barrero, eh, close, used to be Jose Garcia. Which is much easier. Which is much easier, but, <laughs> but this is actually very important. He changed his name to Jose Barrero in 2021 in honor of his mother who died due to uh, COVID-related illnesses. Wow. So he's honoring his mom with that name change, which is a very lovely thing. Uh. So, oh um, so Jose Barrero, 24-year-old shortstop, is my pick for the Cincinnati Reds this year. Sounds good. Next week, we take a look at the Rangers and the Rockies. So if you have ideas for us, please let us know if we haven't already talked about your favorite players on those teams. So um, Potty Mouse making me do this. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's police blotter time. We haven't had a police blotter in a while, and it is Christmas Day, so why not talk about horrific crimes? Pause while I have a sip of the Iron Horse beer. I just don't have enough beer for this. I thought that we came down like stock. Trevor frickin' Bauer. Mm. Cue the rant. Um, On Thursday, the independent arbitrator who was appointed by both the league and the union, the MLBPA, this this arbitrator worked on a panel of three with somebody appointed by each of those. Yeah. One MLBPA person, one Major League Baseball person. And the news was they're going to make a decision about what happens to his suspension. It could take weeks. Well, it took like a minute and a half until they announced that they were reducing Trevor Bauer's suspension from 324 games to 194 games. He has served, or he has sat out, basically, 144 games so far. But they've decided that he can start the 2023 season, but just not get paid for the first 50 games. Holy shit. It remains, even with that 194 instead of 324, it's still the longest suspension since the league's domestic violence policy went into effect. Um, Bauer was the first person to ever appeal a decision which clearly worked in his favor because he will be allowed to play baseball at the beginning of the season. As a reminder, Trevor Bauer was publicly accused of sexual assault by three separate women. The, the, very, um, the very out in public story about the woman in, near, near San Diego and yeah. then also two women in Ohio back when he played with, um, the, with the Cleveland team, right. right? So those three are all in play and he made quite the effort to basically drag these women through the mud through the mud and i think what's what's absolutely reprehensible especially about the one that was was really put in the news the one in california is that he's not denying what he did he's just saying it was consensual consensual or accusing them of like you know trying to like of extortion basically of trying to get money but he still did horrific things like it's it's just mind fucking boggling it's mind boggling so this suspension began in april the accusations were way before that but the suspension began in april the suspension instituted by major league baseball so MLB's response to this shortening yeah, like, oh, shit. of the suspension <laughs> now is, what do we do? is while we believe a longer suspension was warranted, which is big yeah. for them to say that, right. MLB <laughs> will abide by the neutral arbit- arbitrator's decision, which upholds baseball's longest ever active player suspension of sexual assault or domestic violence. The um, the union, as at the time of recording, has not commented on this. Um, it is oh, it is said out there in the world position. that a lot of the Dodgers are don't want him back they had said that of course not nobody fucking wants him nobody's gonna want him yeah so they said well i don't think that's true really someone's gonna want him and they're gonna gonna get trolled for it but someone's gonna pick him up 
Uh, but anyway, so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Um, the Dodgers have until the auspicious day of January 6th to either add him to the roster or to release him. They have said, you know, they were taken by surprise because, as I yeah. said, they thought that it was going to take a while yep. for this decision to be made about the length of the like, suspension. Oh, shit. So they said, uh, we'll comment as soon as it's practical, which means can I, we have a second? Right, right. Can, can we have just 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 a minute to talk amongst ourselves, maybe like celebrate a holiday or two, and then um, know, we'll get right? back to you. It's a great time of year But for we this. only have until January 6th to storm the Capitol, I mean to decide on yeah. oh my God. Trevor Bauer. <laughs> so the, the Dodgers will likely be on the hook for like $22.5 million from his original contract. Um, they would be going into the third season, like the third and final year of his contract, if another team picks him up up which honest to god i believe someone's going to do it then they're going to there's going to be upheaval and then they're going to change their mind but yeah. i think someone's going to say oh there's an ace we'll take them i i just that I will reduce can't think of who that will that reduce would be. who the um how much the dodgers have to pay but they'll still be on the hook for most of that i really think someone's going to I, I just it's he's gonna end of, up in Japan or Korea or right, someplace or Japan Latin America or whatever. It, yeah, but I think there's gonna be someone's gonna make a move. At least get in discussions yeah. with him before the general public and hopefully the players say no way right. in. I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think players are just going to be so horrified. I mean, it's, it's going to be like that, that the hockey story we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago where the players said, mm, not yeah. in our locker room, yep. not in our clubhouse. Yeah. We don't stand for this. Yeah. We don't condone this. We don't want this. This is not who we are. Right. Meanwhile, he's still super active in his social media, so you can follow that for some fun. But I think you, I think he's going to be in Japan. Most regrettable Halloween costume ever. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was. I told you I was. I was Trevor Bauer. When, oh my God! When, 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 when he oh, cut his thumb so on the drone. Far back. That was so far back. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That was Reds, right? No, that was Cleveland. Cle- oh wow. Yeah, that was Cleveland. Whoops. Yeah. Damn it. Well, why, why would I be a yeah, Cincinnati Red for me, a? I don't know. Yeah. Same state. <laughs> okay, let's talk. All right. We'll talk more. So we're going to go back to the Indios de Mayagüez, the Liga de Baseball Profesional de Roberto Clemente in Puerto Rico. They, You're just freaking showing off with the they, R rolling. They just, they just, I'm ticked today. Well, no, there's just a lot of those words to say because they fired their manager, Luis Matos, because they were in second place and then they went, I mean, this actually doesn't seem like manager fi- firing level, but it's what happened. They were in second place last week. They went one and six and tumbled down to fourth place, which is a big deal when I think there are five teams. But the cool thing is after they canned Luis Matos, they hired Mako Oliveras. If anybody who is listening to us today remembers that interview, that was our very first interview on No Crying in Baseball, was Mako Oliveras in Puerto Rico because he was the guy who was almost the first Puerto Rican manager in MLB, but he wasn't. He should have been. He did a lot of minor league stuff. We talked to him. Like, like the coolest stuff that we talked to him about is when he coached in Puerto Rico for both Davey Martinez and Alex Cora, yeah. and especially with Davey, he was super, he, they like took him into their home. He like yeah. stayed with them. Super cool stories. If you can go back to our archives and find that interview, I don't know how it was. <laughs> I haven't listened to it again, but it was a lot of fun to do. Mako has the most championships as a coach in the Roberto Clemente League with seven, and he went to the Serie del Caribe two times and won it. So I think the the Indios de Mayagüez, along with your boyfriend, under the control of Mako, might be doing a little bit better nowadays. All right. Pretty cool. On a national turf, the Brockton Rocks, we last talked about last season because they were they're the, the Futures League team. It's in Brockton, Massachusetts, which, of course, seems natural to me, but maybe not to y'all. They had last season the sons of David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez, and Keith Folk all together on the same team. And I think it was, I'm trying to remember, it was the kid of Pedro or Manny who was there a year early, and then they all came together. But go back into one of our past episodes when I talked about that a little bit better. They just signed Marika Lizchik 
And I'm very happy that I didn't have to put the pronunciation check that I did the last two times that I said her name on our podcast because we talked about her before when she was the first woman to catch for a men's NCAA team. And now she's the first woman in the Futures League. She's right now playing in California with the D2 Sonoma State University Seawolves. And we talked about that in episode 257. She played for Team Canada in the Women's Baseball World Cup. And here she is going to be playing in Brockton, Massachusetts next summer, which I would love to go see. Hopefully I will be in Massachusetts next summer. They're hosting the Savannah Bananas also in August at some point. So that would be the game to see. Um, My last uh, little bit of news in this segment that we do at the end World Baseball Classic tickets, what the fuck? Individual games, as far as I can tell, are still not on sale in either Miami or Arizona. But I'm coming up with a backdoor plan, and I'm not sure if we should execute it right now or if we need to wait. But Marlins fans are smart, or Marlins uh, season ticket holders are smart. Mm -hmm. So I think I said in the past that you could buy the tickets if you are a Marlins season ticket holder. There are a shit ton of tickets already on StubHub and SeatGeek. Oh. So, and they're not crazy expensive at this point. There are some sort of reasonable tickets for even the semifinals and the finals. So what I've scoped out for us, this is my like okay. high in the sky idea. It's uh, March 17th to 20th, mm-hmm. which would be the quarterfinal. We could see a quarterfinal game and a semifinal game. So the question is to get the tickets via StubHub. Maybe we should go up and look at it. Uh, what I was thinking is get one of the tickets on StubHub or SeatGeek and then the other one wait until they go on sale and see what happens and book the whole trip. Fascinating. <laughs> we will report back to the class when we finish right. the, the episode and then we um, also finish our beers while looking right. at um, oh, I all, of the, beer. all of the options right. for this. So we, that's, I think this might happen. Yeah. Oh, my God, we might be going to Miami. I think we could do it. Okay, now we just need a place to stay and, you know. I already looked on Airbnb, and and uh, we better book this before this dro- <laughs> this episode drops. So he said he'd be out there once to do it, but I found two places within walking distance. You are doing great work. See, I was celebrating <laughs> Christmas today, so right. I was busy, but you were doing right. our, well, after, you were doing the Lord's work, really. After by seven like, days of Hanukkah, you only have so much sure. celebrating left to do. Sure. You, gotta, you know, like, your house on. does not smell like latkes anymore. Ah, I thought that nice. was tomorrow that it was supposed to fade. Right. Well, but yeah. Here we go. Wow. All right. So that is the to be continued segment of this week's podcast. So um, this coming week, uh, we are driving, some of us are driving to Albany, which means. You are? uh, Yeah. Another round. This is to see Grandma and Grandpa. Wow. When are you going? Wednesday. Coming back on Saturday. Power to you. Wait, the kids doing both ways? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then going back up. Yeah, but later. Okay. They be, they, our, our listeners don't need to know my okay, personal sorry, stuff. Sorry, sorry. But, um, I'm yeah. I'm just intrigued. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, anyway, um, but my point was, <laughs> I can't, I'm sure we will hear all about what happened to Carlos Correa on oh, the next round of right. three or four other baseball podcasts that we're going to listen to on the road trip. And hopefully we'll only have, like, we won't have different ones coming and going. The ones coming home won't have to undo the ones that we yeah. listened to coming up. It really did feel like it was like, you know, we're like two steps forward and then two steps back. And then there we go. So, wow. yeah, so more road trips. I've got day off tomorrow, one day of work, and then three days of, That's not of Albany. Yep. Yep. What are you doing this week? I am putting my foot up. <laughs> That's funny because usually you're putting your foot down. <laughs> right. right. No, this week I am sitting on my ass and putting up my foot so that when I go back to work the following week, I have the whole week off. So when I go back to work, I'll be able to function. I'm, I'm going to take it easy. I'm, I'm glad about that. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because our plan was to uh, cross train with hockey on New Year's Eve. But mm. if we're driving, so but, you know, if you're, we'll drive back from Albany. It's only six hours. And we'll go to a game. But the game is at four instead of seven. Thought, oh, it's at seven. That's perfect. But no, it's at Here. four. 
here and caps game. He caps game. Wow. So I don't think we're gonna like make it, which makes me oh. sad because I really wanted to go to a New Year's Eve caps game. But they were they were they planned it early so we could all then go out and party for New Year's uh. Eve. But you know, frankly, it's a two hour games are like two hours long. I'd be done by nine. I could still go out right and play for New Year's Eve, and that was my plan. But um, poop, poop, but poop. So I don't know if I'm gonna get any hockey in this week, even though that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. But um, yeah. yeah, hopefully between now and then we'll do a little research and find us some boyfriends on the Rangers and the Rockies because we're going to talk about that. So my friends who are listening right now, if you have ideas for who we should pick for the Rangers and the Rockies, or if you have a bone to pick with anything that we have told you today, (laughs) please find us on social media. You can talk to us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram is No Crying in B-Ball. Or you can throw money at us at Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash no crying and b-ball. And I've been putting up our outtakes. And I think I'm going to do that again. So if you think that like there's random enough shit going on when you actually hear the whole podcast. Just you wait. Just you wait. Throw us some money at Patreon and you get even more. And we might be able to pay for the Airbnb within walking distance of World Baseball Classic quarterfinals. Woo! Thank you for that. But clearly that's all in the name of research. So we appreciate that. Oh my goodness. All right, my friends. So please, if you haven't gotten your booster, what the heck are you waiting for? Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. If you have any game balls sitting around, Meredith already wants them for next year. Send those game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Parts of the house. Do you mean thermostats? We do have a thermostat. No, when you said heat detector. Oh. <laughs> I was just wondering <laughs> if it was like some superhero thing or you meant actually a thermostat. It's, no, it's a thermostat. Okay. <laughs>